Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on the top of page Kuflam in 130. We've just been speaking about the two aspects that the Torah has that it's called Oiz, strength, and the fact that it gives, it connects the infinite energy of Hashem, the Eidin Seif, the infinite energy of Hashem with the level of the godly soul, which encloses it in the body and the animal soul, giving it strength that it should be able to activate its its desire and and really want and really come to escape the confines of the animal soul and not be ruled by it. And also it weakens the animal soul because that overwhelming revelation of godliness, which is drawn down through learning Teda, overpowers the god, the animal soul and makes it so it doesn't get in the way so much. And also that it weakens its power to the extent that it brings the animal soul to a state of submission, of nullification to godliness. We're starting on the top line of page Kuflam and Harden This is the general idea of the Teda. To be both a strength, giving power to the to the um, godly soul, and to Shia, and a weakness to the animal soul. And in this idea of the Torah, both being strength and weakness, there is a difference between the, the idea of the Torah, which is expressed in the first um, set of tablets which we received, the first set of the Ten Commandments, which were broken, and the second set of the tablets. The first set of the tablets was the expression of the Torah, how it is in a general sense, in a more general sense. In the second set of the tablets, the Torah was given in a more specific, detailed sense, as, as the sages say, um, that in the first set of the second set of Luches it included also the Agadis and the Midrashim and the Halachis and all different types, um, all different parts of the Torah, not just the general idea of the Torah, the generality of the Torah, the written Torah, but it included a lot more. Like it says in Medrash Rabba and Parshas Kisisa, Don't be, don't meaning, so Hashem is saying, don't be so upset over the first tablets that they were broken because they're on, they only contained within them the Ten Commandments. There was a, an abbreviation there. I had trouble figuring it out. Eight sadas, not eight sadas. Eight sadibris. The ten commandments. Don't be so upset that you broke them because they only had the ten commandments. Like I just quoted. And the second set of tablets I am giving to you. Hashem is saying to the Jewish people, I'm giving to you Moshe and the Jewish people, medrash and halachis, Jewish law and agades and all the different stories and the of the sages and the teachings of the sages, ethics. And also in the Gemara, in the Dardim, it says, If it wasn't for the fact that the first tablets were broken, The Jewish people would have only had the five books of the Torah and the book of Yeshua alone. We wouldn't have had any other parts of the Torah. So we see another aspect that the first 
tablets were just a generality of the Torah, the Torah in a general sense, a holistic way, and not the details of all the Midrashim, the Lachis, the Godis. So we see from this, the Luchis Achrein is Himpratea that the second set of tablets are actually more the details of the Torah, all the different detailed parts of the Torah. And this means the idea of the specific laws, the specific laws, is called mitzvah, how each mitzvah has to be in a specific measure, in a specific way, in a specific um, um, nuance, all the nuances and the details of the mitzvahs. That like the laws of sukkah, that the wall has to be at least seven tefachim and a little bit. And not higher than 20 amis. And similarly, in every single mitzvah has many details and many measures and nuances. And all these ideas, these details of all the, of all the mitzvahs and the halach are all given in the, in the second tablets, which represents the specific halach, specific laws of how each mitzvah has to be done. It's known, explained in the place in Kabbalah and Chassidus, that the, speci- the specifics and the nuances of the Torah, which were given in the second tablets, are rooted in the level of the Mo'yach which is the Chachma, how it is within Keser, from the Gvuda Da'atik, from the level, the aspect, the level of Gvuda, of severity, how it is rooted within Atik, which is the inner core of Keser, and how that inner core, that inner Gvuda of Atik is enclosed within this Chachma of Keser. So, what that means is the Chachma obviously is the wisdom of Hashem, which is which is revealed in the wisdom and the logic of the Torah, and the Gvura of that, the Gvura within in Keser, as the Gvura always refers to Tzimtzum and Mniyasashba, holding back and and limiting the giving of energy. Um, so that's the idea of this limitations of the Torah, the details of the Torah. The whole idea of details only comes from limitation. When there's limitations, then the specific details can come out. So the source of the details, the detailed laws of the Torah comes from this level of Hashem's wisdom, how the gvura of Atik, how the gvura, the severity, the contraction, the concealment, enclosed within that uh, wisdom of Hashem, the hidden wisdom of Hashem. As it's written in the Mimer, which explains the Mimer, which is entitled Hamida which in general, this idea of the Gevuda of Atik, the severity, how it is within the inner core of Keser, that refers to the Kav Hamida, the, the line of measurement, which is, which is basically referring to after Hashem's initial tzimtzum, the initial concealment of His infinite energy, which didn't allow for any room of a separate existence, of feeling of separateness. Hashem um, extended out, so to say, from Himself a Kav, which is basically just like a, a line, is very... Um, very condensed and skinny. Um, so too, this idea it represents the level of godliness, contracted, condensed, uh, diminished level of godliness, which would create the limited worlds and give room for their feeling of separateness. So this idea of Givuda of Atik is basically this Kavamida, the Shem's line of measurement. Just like when a person builds a house, he, needs, he uses a line, he uses a measuring stick, uh, measuring tape. So too, this is the same idea here. It's the Shem's basically limited energy, which he extended out from himself. Which gives a measure and a specific measurement that every single mitzvah should be done in a certain way, should be done in a certain way and should have a certain measurement and be done with a certain nuance. So all this idea 
of the of the specific details of all the halachas of the Torah comes with this idea of the kavamida, Hashem's specific tzimtzum, con, contraction of His energy, allowing for limitations and shear and measurements. And this is the superiority and the greater quality within the that, that exists in the second set of tablets over the first set, the Shorashom that their root, their source uh, are both of these tablets are from the wisdom of Hashem, the Chokhmah of Hashem, Avul, but the second set of tablets, um, which contained within them the detailed the detailed laws and how the, all, every single mitzvah of the Torah has to be done, the details of the Torah. So the root of those tablets, the second tablets, is from the hidden wisdom of Hashem, meaning the wisdom of Hashem, how it's within a higher level, how it's in Kesser, in the level of godliness, which totally transcends limitation, and specifically from the Gvuda of Atik, from the severity, the condensed energy, the condensing limitation of Atik, of the inner core of Kesher, which in another sense is refers to the overpowering energy of the essence of Hashem. Because basically, even though there's two ways you can interpret Gvuda, Gvuda could be holding back, or also Gvuda could be strength, when they relate to each other, actually. Gvuda the, in order to limit a person's self, in order to hold the person hold someone back from doing the wrong thing, sometimes the person has to have an overwhelming strength from the essence of his soul, like he explains in other places in Chassidus. The strength of the essence of the soul gives a person that ability to hold himself back from doing the wrong thing. So, so too, this Gvura in here, we're saying that the Tigbaitis refers to overpowering strength that comes from the essence of Hashem. And this is the idea of the details, the detailed laws of the Torah comes from that um, Gvura of Atik, the overpowering strength of the Atik, which is basically the inner core of Kesar, which basically is the essence of Hashem. And it's explained in other places that basically in order to, in order that the essence of Hashem should, so to say, be stuffed into the details, the limited details of the Torah, it need to have an overwhelming, overpowering energy from the, all the way back from the essence of Hashem, that that energy from that essence should be able to stuff, so to say, the essence of Hashem all the way down within the details, the limitations of the Torah. And if it wasn't for that overpowering quality of the essence of Hashem, then there would not be able to be the revelation of the essence within these limited details. So you needed that level to bring about the enclothement of the highest level of godliness within the lowest level. This is the meaning of the verse which says in, in Eoiv, and he would tell you the the deep the deep secrets of wisdom because there are many um, which this the deep secrets of wisdom because there are many the many is referring to the it's referring to the many details of the Torah which is the second the second tablets um, which included the Medrash and the Halachis and etc like it says in the beginning of the verse this the source, the root of this, this many details of the Torah is from the Talumis Chachma, the hidden Chachma, how it, the Chachma is included within, still within Kesser, which totally transcends the chain of creation. And that is how, like I just said, in order for there to, for that um, intense level of the essence of Hashem to be able to come down into the details, it needed to be rooted all the way back in that deep, the deepest level of God, and is to push it into the details because they're so opposite from each other, and so far from each other. So all this that we've been speaking about until now, all the aspects of the Torah, which 
um, which comes down to the details of the specifics of the halachas laws. Is all what is related to the service, our service of refining, refining the physicality, refining the sparks of godliness, and uplifting them um, from their entrapment and physicality and bringing them back to their godly source. So all this aspects of the Torah is referring to the level of the Torah, which is shaykh, which is connected to that service of birudim. Because in the time of the giving of the Torah, the first the first set of the tablets, the Jewish people were on a very high level. And it would have been enough. It would have been enough for them when they were on that high level. The Torah, how it is in a general way, the first tablets, they wouldn't need the Torah, how it comes down into all the details to refine every single detail, nook and cranny of creation and of physicality. Because we're on such a high level, we could basically do it ourselves without that, I guess. Or we didn't need to descend into the very details. So now, oh, so since we were now before the sin of the of the golden calf, we were on such a high level, we didn't need the terror to descend into such details in order to fulfill the purpose of creation, uplift all these sparks. We were on such a high level where we could have done it just with the power of our own souls, our souls shining through our bodies to such a great extent. But now, after the sin of the of the, of the golden calf, when the Jewish people now descended from their high level, this high level, and this pure level, now that their their godly souls are more now covered over by the, the physicality of the body and the animal soul, and that brought, which brought about, this sin brought about the overpowering of evil in the world. And now in order to refine the sparks of godliness from the physicality, even when there is an overpowering energy of, of evil now in the world, now we need a higher level than just the regular Shema, which is the usually the name of Hashem, which connotes chachma or the pure revelation of godliness within chachma vatsilus, which is usually that which is refining creation. Uh, Shema is, ref- is always mevadar sheimbam. But now that we have descended and we need a higher level in order to refine all the sparks of godliness from the world because not just that we are on a lower level, but a whole, the whole world now is has a overpowering energy of evil now in it and therefore in order to penetrate that evil we need a higher level of godliness to be able to get through that and to overcome that evil and that is now why the Torah was given the second tablets given with all the details which is rooted all the way back in the Chochmah the hidden Chochmah and the at and the Gvuda of Atik which basically means like we said the Tigbeda Sa'atzmas the overpowering energy of the essence of Hashem like they say in the parentheses now, like in like we said in the aforementioned analogy earlier about the weighing stone, the more that the merchandise which are weighing is heavier and therefore it makes this the, the, the hand of the scale go lower. You need a heavier weighing stone in order to be on the other side to be able to see how much that merchandise actually weighs. Um, if it's just because that's how, that's how you know that's in those types of scales that's how you know the weight you know the weight of the stone and automatically when you put the merchandise on the other side and you see that the stone is on the same level as the merchandise that's how you know how much the merchandise weighs so however heavy um, however heavy the merchandise is that's how heavy the weighing stone is and and so too in the analog which we spoke about that the, the weighing stone is referring to the yud the chokhmah the Shema. But over here, being that the merchandise is a lot heavier, meaning being that the the evil in the world is a lot more intense, and therefore we need 
a lot more higher level of godliness in order to penetrate it. And so, so too, you need a heavier weighing stone. Same idea. The Yuvan Ze, so we'll understand this in Masha Metzinu, from that which we find, that all of these different fences and protective fences and the stringencies which the sages have added, all these stringencies and the fences for the, for the actual laws of the Torah that the sages added were added in the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, the second Holy Temple. So we're now, now we're going to understand this idea that in order to refine the sparks of godliness and the physicality when evil is so overpowering, we need a higher level of godliness. And so this whole idea of the sages' fences and stringency started at the time of the second temple, not the first temple. Almost the whole entire Talmud is is full of the stringencies of the sages and the Dikduke Seifrim and the specific nuances that that the sages added on in order to protect us from not transgressing the actual laws of the Torah, which they've added in order to protect the Torah. So seemingly we have to understand what's the general idea of these extra stringencies and fences. The sages say, it says in the Gemara, it's enough for you that which the Torah has forbade for, for you already. Hashem is saying over there in, this, uh, in the Gemara, why are you adding on everything? Why are you adding on more and more stringencies? It's enough for you that which the Torah has forbade you. So why? What is this idea of the stringencies and the fences that the sages added on? And but in truth, the sages also say in the Gemara of Zara, on page thirty-five on the on the verse, for your um, your loved ones are greater than than wine from Shirashirim. What does this mean? Uh, the sages say in the Gemara, the Jewish people say to Hashem, the, sage, uh, the Jewish people are saying to Hashem that uh, it is sweeter to me the saying, the, the, the words of your loved ones, meaning the words of the sages, even more than the wine of the Torah. That's what it means, for your, your loved ones are, are, are better than wine. So we see that, the, that there's a special superiority, a special quality to the saying of the sages, to the words of the sages and their stringencies and, and fences. So to explain this idea, all of these fences and these stringencies which the sages um, added and were stringent, they come from a level of a great love and an unlimited love. Like it says about in the verse, I have loved you, says God. A, a unlimited love from Hashem. From, the, from this intense love of Hashem, that is the root from which stem these, um, these extra stringencies. So how would we understand that? From the great love comes extra stringencies? Like for, by way of analogy, a father who loves his son very, very much. He makes an extra, extra guarding for his son in order that he should not stumble upon some anything. Basically, he protects him. He overprotects him in order that he loves him so much. He becomes overprotective in order that the son should never get hurt, and um, both emotionally and physically. And also, because he loves him so much, he's very precise. He's very exact on him. In order that the sun should be totally clean 
from any trace of evil, even in the most um, refined way, or the refined way of evil. Meaning he wants his son, he loves him so much, he wants him to be perfect, he wants him to be so great, so therefore he's very, very precise on him, so he shouldn't get in touch with any evil. Like, like another analogy, like a person who has a very, very, very precious um, gems and diamonds. He makes for that diamond a very, very um, protective, he takes on very protective measures for that diamond. Uh, one vessel inside of another vessel, he puts the diamond inside of two protective vessels. Or like a very, very precious object to a person. He tries, a person tries to beautify that object, that it should not have any deficiency in it. It should be good and very, very beautiful. Because of the preciousness of, the, of that thing, therefore he tries so much to make sure that nothing, no deficiency, no blemishes come upon it. And so too, because of the great intense love of the father to the son, the, the father is very strict on the son, that the son should not have any deficiency or any lacking, even the slightest amount, that it should be the utmost beauty, in the spiritual beauty, the emotional beauty. So too, that's the whole idea of the, the because of the great love of the father to the son. That's why he's he's extra strict on him. And this is what we can apply this analogy to all the fences and all the protective fences and all the stringencies that the sages added. This is, actually stems from the great unlimited love that Hashem has the Jewish souls. That's why he Hashem wanted that there should be an extra guarding. For the Jewish soul, that they should not stumble upon any evil and become connected at all to anything against the Shem's will. Because obviously the sages added these stringencies not because of their own uh, decisions, but because they had Ruchakedesh, that special um, connection to Hashem, and they transfer the Shem's will to the people, to the Jewish people. So really, Hashem is speaking through the sages. He, Hashem wanted these extra stringencies because He wanted the Jewish, his, his children, the Jewish souls, which are each, each Jewish soul, is like the only child of Hashem, to be extra protected, that they shouldn't become connected with any evil. That even they shouldn't have any mixture of evil at all, even the most refined evil. Even something which is not specifically um, forbidden according to the written Torah. They should be totally clean from this evil. And they should be in the utmost beauty and the utmost beauty. Like the verse says, uh, Israel in which I beautify myself, in which I pride myself. Hashem wants to pride himself in us that we should be totally clean and he so loves us so much that he doesn't want us to have any connection to any evil, even the most refined evil, even something which is not specifically forbidden in the Torah. He wants us to be very, very far away from that evil, so we should be so beautiful. And all of this, all of these different stringencies and um, stringencies and particulars that the sages have added, obviously from the inspiration of Hashem onto the actual laws of the written Torah, the fences that they've added is all because of Hashem's great love, unbounding love, unlimited love for the Jewish people. Therefore, He wants to protect them. They shouldn't become dirty with any evil, any bad at all. And just like the father who has such a love for his child, and therefore is very protective of him. The general concept of the of the Torah and the mitzvahs the, which are given to, which were given to us is because as an account of Hashem's great love 
for the Jewish souls. So, like the verse says, in and in you, the Jewish people has Hashem chosen uh, to be for him a treasured nation. So that verse expresses that Hashem has chosen us and given us the Terimitzis because of his great love for us, because that he treats us like a treasured nation, like a special treasure that a person, you know, protects very much and loves and cherishes. And also, like it says in the verse, only in your forefathers has Hashem desired, which means that Hashem has chosen and the in the forefathers of the world, meaning the forefathers of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and in their children, and their seed after them, coming to the next page now, in Kuflam and Aleph, 131, in order that there should be all these nations, the Jewish people should be for him a treasured nation. And he chose them, he chose all of them because of his great love for them and made them a treasured nation to him. And because of this great love he has for them, he gave them Torah and Mitzvahs. And now the extra additional, the additional stringencies and the additional stringencies and, um, within the oral Torah, they come from even greater, more intense love than the love that Hashem has just given us, the Torah mitzvahs. An even greater, more intense love from that intense love, which even surpasses the love that Hashem, that from that love Hashem gave us Torah mitzvahs, he has given us from an even more intense love the extra stringencies to protect us that we shouldn't transgress any of uh, His commandments. So, and that's also the reason why the sages say that they're that the the um, words of the sages is more stringent, more stringent, and more and more serious than the words of the actual Torah. Why? Because the words of the sages, these extra stringencies of the sages, come from an even deeper, more powerful love for the Jewish people, and therefore they're more serious. The one who transgresses them is going against that more powerful love. Um, and when were all these stringencies given to the Jewish people? In the second, the time of the second base of Mikdash. And this is going back to now um, what we started off with talking about that the, all the details, the detailed laws, the detailed reasonings for the laws in Midrashim and the Agadis and the Halachis are all rooted in the Mayach the hidden Chachma of Keser, and the Gvuda of that, which is coming from the Tikbaidas Atzmas, the overpowering um, intensity of Atzmas to stuff himself, so to say, into these details, these limited details. So the many different details of the Torah are all rooted in that Talumis Chachma, the hidden Chachma of Keser, and that's all connected to the Aveda of the Birudim, in order to allow us to um, refine the sparks of godliness from this physicality. So, in the time of Matan Torah, the Jewish people are on such a high level, they only needed the Torah in the cholistic sense, in the general Torah. However, after the sin of the, the, the golden calf, they descended from this high level, and then there was brought about the overpowering of evil in the world, and therefore the world became a lot more coarse and a lot more physical, and therefore, in order to refine the godly sparks now from this in you know, and to break through, to penetrate through that intensity of the evil now that's brought about in the world, you need a higher level than just the regular Shema, meaning than just the general terror that was given at the first place. You need now a um, the details of the terror, which stem all the way back to the Shem's very essence. So as we said, we'll understand this when we find the idea of all the different stringencies and the fences that the sages have added 
um, in the time of Bais Shani, in the second, in the second base of Mikdash, that the whole Talmud, that's the time of the Talmud, is filled with these different stringencies and the nuances that the sages added on the regular written Torah. So seemingly we have to understand what is the general idea of these stringencies, even though the sages say that it's enough already, Hashem says the Jewish people, it's enough already that what I have forbade you from the actual Torah, that you're coming and adding extra stringencies. Um, but then the other sages say that no, that this, the words of the sages are even more special to Hashem than the words of the, than the wine of Torah. So, returning back to that now, on the top of page Kuflam and Aleph, when were all these stringencies given? In the time of the second base of Mictor specifically. And we'll stop there, the three lines on the top, um, three lines on the top of page Kuflam and Aleph, 131. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chesidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.